Hello. Welcome back to the Wrestling Nuts podcast. My name is Rory and I am, of course, joined by Owen. Hello. Technically, I'm joining him, but um, I do the intro. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think we're pretty much just going to run through NXT this week. It's kind of a slow news week, even though Hell in a Cell happened. Uh, Owen watched it. I just caught the main event. Mm. Uh, we can discuss the main event a little bit because I did actually really enjoy it. Like, I know people shit on the finish. I thought the match was fucking great, but that's my opinion. And then we're going to go through NXT pretty quick. And yeah, that's pretty much it. There's not like kind of a slow news week. Would you agree? Uh, yeah. Like, literally, the main thing we have to talk about is literally just what happened on TV. Mm. Uh, I suppose uh, Sonny Deville's uh, stalker has been let out. What? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not even joking. He's, he's, he's free. I thought he was going to get locked up forever. Yeah, should have been. Should have been. That's disgusting. Hmm. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it as far as big news. Um, they're still they're still not sure where Alistair Black's going to end up. Whether he's going to AEW or going back to WWE. See, I I wouldn't be too surprised if Triple H snags him back to NXT. Yeah, I want to. Well, NXT's already stuffed to shit. Um, I think SmackDown really could use them, but mm. anyway, um, uh, it's, I don't see Vince taking them back to the main roster. If, if anything, it's going to be if if, if it's going to be anything WWE related, it's going to be Triple H snagging them back to NXT. Yeah, that's true. Um, there's this thing. There's nothing else for news this week, really. Oh, uh, Bronson Reed and Karrion Cross worked um, main event dark matches. Yeah, well, main event taping, so dark match basically. Yeah. Um. I mean, the concept of dark matches in the Thunderdome is ridiculous, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so actually, we'll start there. Um, to, and then we'll go into NXT proper. Uh, oh, well, we'll start here. We'll discuss Hell in a Cell briefly, and then we'll go into NXT. Yeah. Excuse me, we'll go into NXT then. I um, know you've said you've only, you've only watched the main event, but um, the Bianca Belair and Bailey match, I really enjoyed. Was it good, was it? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, like... I had considered staying up to watch Hell in a Cell. I made it. I think I could have been. What was I doing? I think. Oh no, because I just got back from Claire and I was really tired. And I was like, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I don't have the energy. Like nothing on the card was like. Once they bumped Roman and Ray off the card, I was like, I am skipping this pay per view. Like, <laughs> I did not care. Like your, your god is not on the card. Yes. Well, he's like. Well, I don't want to see him ragdoll Ray around a cage. Like that could have been a belter <laughs> of a match. But, um, I wanted and I to like see seeing... him fling, uh, fling Dominic off the top. Yeah. I, li- I like seeing Ray get world title shots still. It makes me feel all happy. I don't know. Mm. It's something about it just feels right. <laughs> makes you feel gooey inside. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like a cream egg. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, right, okay. Um, Karrion Cross and Bronson. Do you think them working the main event matches means that they are close to a call-up? Or is it sort of just like a, a getting people hot under the collar, teasing us a little bit. I think it's just a taste or what's to come. Mm. Yeah. Bronson Reed, like, I, I, I don't see him coming up yet. No, me neither. But Cross... Main, the main roster could use him, but I feel like he still has more to achieve in NXT. Yes. Also, I, I really agree? like Wait. Bronson. I, lo- I really like Bronson. I want to say, do you agree that as soon as he won the North American title, he immediately got less interesting? 
Uh, I would not agree with that. Oh, I thought Shoot Escobar was so boring. <laughs> just didn't nah, work for me. I see, he's like I, he's one of them people who I just kind of prefer just as a performer. Uh, as a performer. Yeah, he like he's a likable enough promo, but honestly, I thought his like making fun of Santos getting squashed was like proper JBL is poopy stuff. <laughs> it's just it's the kid from Deadpool too, growing up, you know. That is true. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, no, I like Bronson. I want to see him on the main roster. Just be like a likable baby face. I know that's like so challenging, mm. but and then Cross, man, I hate. It's like, oh yeah, Cross be hot shot to the main roster. They say. Why didn't they take the straps off him or the strap off him at in your house? Yeah. Which, by the way, I didn't finish. I I got so bored. Did you? I couldn't finish in your house. I was so bored. I really liked it. I feel bad. A lot of people, people online were saying it's the worst takeover ever, and like well, that's that's, that's yeah. harsh. Well, now right, okay. I'll have to. I'm gonna rewatch through all the takeovers and I'll see right. But out of once they left full sale, so from like. Take over right or take over the end on. I the only one I can think is worse is like Toronto two, with Gargano Cole in the three stages of hell. Uh, Toronto yeah. two is pretty bad. Every other takeover is like good to incredible. Yeah, I also didn't like Portland either. Maybe uh, that's a hot take. Maybe that's a hot take. I didn't like Portland, mm. but I, I was just I just was bored. If we're reviewing pay-per-views briefly, takeover in your house is like just go watch any other takeover and you'll be like it's the same but better. Hmm. Okay. Uh NXT last week, did you watch it? Uh like the one just gone there like two days ago. No, the one the one last week, last week. The one that we didn't talk about. Uh no. I watched the highlights though. Samoa Joe is back. Yes. But did you At see the... the promo beforehand? Of William Regal. Regal teasing his retirement. I was like, do not dare. Yeah, I, I was legit near in tears watching it. I was like, if they take Regal off my TV, I'm going to be very upset. Oh, like, hearing him, like he he's very convincing. Mm. And he was choking up, and I was like, I was getting me choking up, and then I just, ah. Oh. <laughs> no, I popped hard for Joe, though. Oh, yeah. He, like, he's one of my favorite wrestlers the past five years. So, Just hearing that Joe is gonna kill you. Joe yes. Gonna... Yes. So, uh, speaking of which, um, I want to get into NXT this week really quick, but uh, what did you think of Bobby and Drew in the cell? I I liked it, and the hot take, I liked the finish. Just yeah, for the whole I was going to say, I didn't mind the finish. I liked it, because as, as you all know, the whole lead-up to it was the fact that it's in a cell, so MVP can't yeah, infect the finish, mm. and MVP affected the finish, which I can see why people are annoyed about it. My thing is, I don't mind. A, the thing is, okay, so I didn't, I don't love the finish, but not for the reasons mm. people. People are like, oh my god, a roll up in a cell, and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like it's only a roll. Like huh. what the fuck? I liked it that there was very few false finishes. There was very few finisher kickouts. There was yeah. very few big spots. It was just big dudes lamping each other. <laughs> like it felt like an actual war of attrition. My I, issue with the finish is it made Drew look dumb as shit. Like, how? Okay, to, uh, the reasons why are twofold. First of all, I understand the logic of like open the cage, get another referee in here, right? I get mm. that. 
because he wants to pin him. But dude's dead to rights. Like, dude's out cold. Just fucking get a chair, wail on him until the other referee wakes up. There you go. <laughs> Game's over, right? Yeah. Opening the cage is what let MVP in. So he wails on MVP, destroys him. That's fine. Right? Yeah. Then going to do the Claymore from the side of the ring where MVP is dead. And then he spent too long looking at him. Like, it just, I get trying to protect him, but it just made him look really dumb. Like, if you want to do the finish, have MVP fling a chair at the back of his head and then have Lashley hit him with a spear. You get yeah. your interference finish, it protects him. It doesn't make Drew look dumb because he did murder MVP. You know, you see what I'm saying? I don't mind the roll-up. It just, like, do we have this annoying tendency to just get in their own way sometimes? Yeah. But I don't. I didn't hate the finish like people online did. Like, I thought it was grand. I don't mind a roll-up in a cell. Like, sure. Shawn Michaels won the first Hell in a Cell match by literally crawling onto Taker's body and putting one arm over it. Like, you know, I don't care how it ends. Unless it's, unless it's a non-finish, that's a problem. But um, we'll get to that in another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Will, will we, will, do you want to tell them your idea that we had? Yes. Yeah, so that you had. Today, I finished off watching Lashley Drew in the cell. And then I got the itch to go and rewatch uh, Sean versus Taker in the cell, right? Fucking fantastic match, by the way. Unbelievable, right? And then I was like, <laughs> what if we ranked all the cell matches from worst to best? I tried doing this with the chamber matches before, like a couple of years ago. But to be honest, chamber matches kind of bore me. Like, I think they're really overrated as a stipulation. Like, they're fine, but they don't hook me. Um, whereas I really <sighs> like cell matches. Mm. Like, chamber matches are fine, but they all kind of feel the same. Yeah. There's like very few exceptions where I'm like, that's an incredible match, and then the rest are just kind of in the middle for me. Yeah. Um, just that's, wait till you get I... the Mankind can. Mm. In for what? The... Hell in a Cell? Hell in yeah. That's like a fucking raw TV match. But it was a no finish. Nobody oh. likes a no finish in the cell. I hate no finish in the cell. But yeah, so then we decided we're going to watch for all the cell matches in a row and rank them from worst to best on the pod. And the way it's going to work is like, let's say, I think, Cac- uh, just I haven't seen it yet. Let's say I think Cactus Jack and Triple H is the best cell match, right? I give yeah. that number one. So that gets one point. Whereas Owen, so it's the least the match with the least amount of points. Is yes, favorite, match with the least it? amount of points, right? It's the easiest way to calculate it, right? Let's say Owen thinks that's like the fourth best cell match, so that gets five points. But then let's oh. say he puts Taker Mankind at number one, and I put it at number two. That gets three points, so that's a better cell match. So it's to stop beef through numbers. Yes. Because we could sit we'll... here and argue the merits of the best matches, but if our points average out as where that's where they are. Can we give a preview? Can we give a preview? Fiend Rollins at the bottom. Oh, Fiend Rollins, uh, 96 points. At the bottom, yeah. Uh, now, I do need <laughs> to watch... Um, I need to watch uh, Taker versus Big Boss Man, because that could give it a run for its money. Yeah, that um, wasn't good. And if, if that... Uh, See, the thing with the Kane Mankind one, at least it was on free TV, so it didn't cost yeah. them anything. But I, yeah, I think Fiend Rollins... Say, it, still won't, it still won't be high on the list. No, it's not going to be high on the list. But uh, I think Fiend Rollins is probably good. It is the worst that match. Come on. I'll, I will say, I'll, I'll have a few surprising ones higher up on the list. Right. Something to look forward to then. Hmm. So stay tuned for a couple of weeks' time. Maybe we'll do it like... Because 
I don't know how long we're going to do this podcast for because once we go back into college and like work in like September, October and stuff and we get a bit more busy, we might not be able to do it as much. So we could finish like say season one, right? We'll try and get like mm. 12 podcasts done by the end of August. And then this will be our like finale, like a two part finale. <laughs> and then if we can stick with it during the year, it'll be like season two. Yeah. How's that sound? Yeah. So, yeah, so I appreciate this to. idea. Mid podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I was in work earlier and I was like, this is a good idea. So I texted him like a brief outline and I was like, we'll discuss it later. And I forgot to discuss it before we started recording. So. Everyone's getting our PR meeting. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, right. On with NXT. Let's go. NXT started with, uh, with a recap of last week and then um, Adam Cole on the ring. Just uh, the decision to have the fight O'Reilly. He was offended. <laughs> he he was annoyed at Joe for assaulting him. Fair, I would be too. And then we have fucking Carmelo Hayes come out and being like ruthless aggression. And then <laughs> I know he says that he just goes same energy. And then go, then they go. Uh, That's yeah. Uh, I think uh, star making performance here. Oh yeah, like I know we had the match with Kushida a week or two. Was it that last week? Or was it the week before? I think that was last week. I have a bad perception of time, don't ask me. <laughs> that's fair. Um, but yeah, like that's a pretty good first two opponents. Yeah. So I think that's but a But this match start. against Cole was something else. Yeah, I only, I only watch YouTube highlights because since NXT went to USA Network, I don't get to watch it on the network anymore until a week later. And by then, why would we talk about it on a podcast? So I can't remember what what move it was. It was I think it was a springboard st- Dunnery hit from one side of the ring to the other, but fucking hell. Fuck. I liked his, uh, he did like a cutter counter that I really mm. liked. And then his cell, uh, a lot of people really liked his cell at the Panama Sunrise. I, it was visibly a handstand, which kind of took me out of it. Mm. Like, man needs to take lessons from RVD about how to spring off his neck. Mm. But um, aside from that, like he's still uh, I believe he was Christian Casanova on the Indies and he got a lot of buzz when he was signed because basically in 2018-2019 W hoovered up pretty much anyone with name recognition on the Indies mm. and then we were a bit like I don't know about you but I got kind of anxious about it because I was like oh my god there's no wrestlers left right the Indies are gonna die <laughs> and then obviously COVID came and the Indies did die and then for a bit but then they started to refill up with names and mm. Christian Casanova was one of those names that was starting to get a little bit of buzz uh, and then to re- uh, sign them, so mm. um, I think he, I think he deserves the buzz, though. I like him. Mm. I was wrong, by the way. It was mm-hmm. a springboard clothesline. Mm-hmm. That, that was it. Was just visually Chris. chef's kiss, you know. One more, right? Next segment. Uh, what was after that? Uh, Frankie Monet backstage, and Aaliyah and all them. Uh, Robert Stone, blah, blah, blah. Um, then we have Zoe Stark interview backstage. Yoshirai, blah blah blah, because there's a match later on in the night, the tag match. Can can they coexist? I hate that trope so much. <laughs> it is. It was one of them yokes. Respect is all we need. Yeah, honestly, unless you're like. Fucking actually no, I do sometimes odd couple tag teams can work, but most of the time it's really lazy and I don't like mm. it. 
especially when it's not even an odd couple, when it's just two people that don't get on. Mm. Like, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark is not dude love and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Anyway. Um, then we have LA Knight just having a video package just from his gaff. Love LA Knight. He's class. <laughs> I was shocked, to say the least, when his turn. Well, yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of nearly a double turn, kind of. It, well, well, it wasn't Grimes, exactly it. Grimes had turned face in the build-up. And yeah. LA Knight was already a heel. It's not really a heel turn in the same way that uh, Kevin Owens turning on Chris Jericho in the Festival of Friendship wasn't a heel mm. turn, but it feels like one. Yeah. It's like he was like on the dickhead scale, he was like a seven. He's jumped up to like a nine. You yeah. know? So like it wasn't a heel turn, but it was very much cementing the lines of like Grimes mm. is the baby face. And then LA Knight is the heel. So. It just just looking at the storyline from afar, it just kind of it just makes it look like it was a double turn for both. It does a little. Well, LA Knight was never a face though. Never. He came into NXT as a heel. He he came in just just cut promos. That's what he did. Yeah, but he was a dick, and then he beat up Jake Atlas. Yeah. You know, beating up Jake Atlas is what it's like. He'll try, you have to beat up Jake Atlas. That's like part of the job. Yeah, you can't, you can't sure, like, look, Boa is coming now. Like, he's doing a mixed tag. Part of the thing. Yes. Do that. <laughs> The what, promo segment Pete was good. Uh, Gargano's not. Not like an amazing um, promo, and Pete Dunne is not a. Were you were you about to defend Pete Dunne's promo? No, skills? yeah. Yes. No. Oh. It's promos. Yeah. It's not that. It's just his delivery is so timid. And like, mm. it's just like, he should be like a silent killer. And just every time Pete Dunn opens, and like, I love watching him wrestle. Holy shit, man's unbelievable. And then whenever, like, I remember watching the NXT UK tournament, like, when the title was being declared. And I was yeah. like, who is this pimply badass? And then he opens his mouth and he's like, I'm the bruiser white. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I'm the bruiser white. I'm the bruiser white. And I'm going to break your fingers. I'll like, break your finger, mate. I feel like, isn't that a running gag of the podcast at this point? It's just me picking on Pete Dunn. Yeah. That's true. I like to do that. Uh, if I ever meet Pete Dunn, he's going to break my fingers. But he better not talk when he does it. Or I'm going to laugh. See, see, you can't speak ill of Pete Dunn when you're in front of me because I'll break your fingers. I'll embrace me and Pete Dunn. Uh, I'll break your fucking jaw. Right. Onward. <laughs> onward with the show. I'm assuming you liked the segment. Yes. Cool. Now, uh, speaking of a turn, do you think the way turned face tonight? Because I think they might have. Turned face? Yeah. I think Gargano turned face. Hmm. We'll talk about that more when we get to the match. Yeah, I think there's a gap in between them. 
I'm, I'm confused here. <laughs> we'll get to it. Okay. I'll elaborate uh, later. I'll, yeah. I'll use your mental strain. We have Grimes uh, clocking Ari Sterling outside the thing after saying, DB, uh, was he having fun visiting DBS in the nursing home? <laughs> you work in the nursing home. I know. I, I would like to think I, I, I do very good in my job. Yeah, well, only one person's died on your watch. Hey. All right, on, I, I need to, we need to stop going on tangents. Uh, then we have the tag match. Oh, yeah, okay. So, right. Which, in this match, right. Wait, okay, you say what you're going to say first, because I have a lot to say about this. I didn't mind this match. Oh, the match was great. I, 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 I try just like Yoshi Rai, but... Oh, that tag match. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought you were talking about the way versus... Um, no, can we just talk about how good um, Yoshirai hits 619? Yeah, Yoshirai hits everything really well. <laughs> I remember Ricochet, Bob, the, remember the tweets? He wasn't... <laughs> I, we talked about this. I think we talked about this on I, the podcast. He wasn't wrong. I... The more and more uh, I watch Yoshirai, the more and is, more I'm like... Okay, when she hits a 6.30 senton, a no-hands Asai moonsault, and a double rotation moonsault, then we can talk. Until then, no. Okay. <laughs> um, I, like, Yoshirai is probably the best female wrestler in WWE, but Ricochet is an unbelievable performer. Like, he is the most misused performer in WWE of any brand. I don't care. He should be so much bigger. He is the like I don't I generally don't get mad when WWE botch talent because like you can't push everybody and everyone's so talented. But Ricochet is the one that boils my piss the most. <coughs> Ricochet will Osprey best match. Uh Ricochet's better, but yeah, I need to actually need to watch that match. I just haven't watched it because Will Osprey's in it, so cunt okay uh, yeah. after the match the the whole Candice Lorraine and the Hartwell mm. and Raquel Gonzalez to Kai just like well mm. well uh, Candice and Thing are the champs aren't they yeah the way of the champs wow you're really paying attention yeah, yeah. to the program I, well the way of the champs aren't they question mark shush the Kai and the Oak they're like oh we're next yeah like they, yeah, don't, like, they don't want Io Shirai and Zoe Stark to skip the line and then mm. you have Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon and Ember Moon did you hear her just go Ember Moon what did she say oh, well, I didn't watch this segment oh, she, she makes a stupid noise and it goes on for so long and uh, what kind of noise don't do it just describe it to me it was no, it was like a. Uh, <laughs> I just said, what did I just say? No, but no, I I can't, can't you describe just, it to you. You could have no. just said a long moan that increases in pitch. No, 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 no and I would but, have been like, ah, oh, okay. No, Rory, you don't understand. It was about three times the length of that. Is it meant to be like a werewolf howl? No, no, it was a because uh, she was confused. Okay, I'll watch at, it. I'll watch it. Yeah. She was just confused with the others. And then you have Samoa Joe come down the ramp and <laughs> it's like, get security in there, get security in there, because it just ends up being a riot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a security. A ruby like... riot. Um, no. I want to see Joe choke out Shotzi. Uh, wait, really quick. 
<laughs> Speaking of Ruby Riot, she has her uh, post WWE name up, I think. Ruby Soho, isn't it? Yeah, Ruby Soho. Class, love it. Now, so does, so does this mean we get to get excited? Is this going to be a reason to, be, to talk about Edgar Wright on the podcast? We're not talking about Edgar Wright on the podcast. Oh, oh. You have presentations for that. I do have presentations. One of these days, well, right? We'll do, we'll do like a bet, right? And your losing bet that I pick for you is I have to record you do an Edgar Wright presentation and post it. <sighs> That's your loser bet. Well, I will have to do this for predictions of a pay-per-view eventually. Okay. Right. SummerSlam. Anyway, on with the show. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how confident I'm feeling because I don't want to lose. So, uh, MSK will de- defend the NXT Tag Champions against Thatcher and Champa at the the GIB. Uh, I hope Thatcher and Champa take it off them. Uh, I Is like that MSK. Controversial? I like MSK, but I couldn't give a shit. Like I don't feel okay. anything. <laughs> I love watching them in the ring. They're incredible athletes, but I just I don't feel anything. Um, I feel so bad, but like, look at like American Alpha, DIY, fucking Mustache Mountain, and MSK. I feel nothing. Like your man in Paris Caribbean, I feel nothing. Like, just doesn't doesn't do it for me. Um, after this, we have the tag ditch, which you clearly want to talk about. Yes, the yes, way. Okay. And, okay, I'm very excited about this. Okay, so I was watching this on YouTube, right, and the crowd are slapping cheeks for Johnny Wrestling, right? They are like so into him and it reminded me of back when everybody liked Johnny Gargano and Mm. not just like some people because I don't know if you you liked NXT back in like 2018 back when it was it was it was a peak I started watching NXT the the ladder match Balor owns that that was when I started okay yeah so you're not that far after me I've been watching NXT for a long time I started NXT Arrival. My first NXT, actually, my first exposure to NXT was watching clips of the Wyatts. I first started following NXT from no. Balor and, or not Balor, uh, Neville and Bo. You want to know? Actually, no. You don't want to know what my first experience with NXT is? What game show? Oh, fuck <laughs> off! Don't know. That doesn't count. Um, that was mine as well then, but we don't talk about that. Um, but yeah, what was my point? Oh yeah, so Gargano as a face is great. <laughs> Gargano yes. as a heel, I used to think was terrible, has grown on me so much in the way. I like how he's very in, in with the memes. Oh, his memes are like peak. Everything Gargano yeah. does is actually genuinely funny. Yes. Like, and I like how he's helping Austin Theory improve as both a personality and a wrestler. Mm. Same thing Candice is doing for Indy. Like, it's clear that these are like mentor figures. Hmm. Like, uh, Theory is probably my most laugh out loud moment for NXT at the moment. Yeah. I, I, well, Gargano, but the way as a whole, I agree. Yes. And then, like, indie, like, index stuff, uh, like, all of that together gets me. So I agree with you to a point. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, the no hands high five thing. But for me, like, it's Gargano's, like, pure confidence. That makes me laugh more than like Austin Theory's like brain dead sort of like jock thing. <laughs> yeah. But um, my point with all this preamble is the crowd going mental for Johnny, right? And then after the match, so they win, they beat Pete Dunne and Only Lorcan. Yeah. And then match was pretty good too. And oh, yeah. Gagana was on, he was on like... fire. Yeah. He was like going fully, full Johnny takeover in this match. He didn't need to slap hard as he did. But mm. after the match, Karrion Cross comes out and lays him out. 
because yeah. Johnny was cutting a heel promo earlier in the show, but against Cross, and the crowd were digging it. Because yeah. people don't really like Carrying Cross. I don't know, you added me to that wrestling shit posting group on Facebook. No one likes <laughs> Carrying Cross. Nobody likes Cross. I I don't mind him, but I'd rather I cheer for Johnny Gargano over Carrying fucking Cross. Come on. Yeah. Um. So I think they're turning Johnny face, and he's going to challenge Cross next for the title. Mm. It'll be Johnny wrestling versus Carrying Cross, and the whole thing is it's going to be like, look, guys, Cross can wrestle. We promise. <laughs> and he's going to hang with Johnny Gargano for half an hour, and then people are going to say Gargano carried him. Mm. But now the reason why I said I want. Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher to take the tag belts is because I want them to not turn heel, but just kind of be like tweener-ish against MSK. And then I want them to face Gargano and Theory for the tag belts. Okay. Like, I don't want to see DIY singles matches ever again, but I want them to be against each other in opposing tag teams. That's fair. I think that... I only thought that today. I was like, that would be kind of interesting. I don't want to see them fight in singles matches again for like five years, but like... Tag matches. I'm specifically like five years. Well, I kind of had an idea, not like five years, but like I had an idea of like because Gargano's like 33, right? And yeah. not that I don't think he should be because I was thinking like he is like on paper, as far as in ring work goes, he is making a case for being the best wrestler in WWE history. He has more five star matches than anyone in WWE history. Uh, well, Walter's getting close, but like Walter mm. Cole and uh, Gargano, and then like Sean and Brett have the most, I think. Yeah. With like two two or three each. I think Gargano has four, right? And I don't think people will ever consider him an all-time great until he has a main roster run. So I was thinking, like, have him, have him be in NXT until he's about 35, 36, then have him go to main, have, like, a five, six-year run, and that's all he really needs. Couple mm. Mania bangers couple maybe like a one world title run like a baby face daniel bryan-esque thing that's all he really needs and that will just solidify his career because like like daniel bryan was considered like an all-time great before he even got to WWE. like the fucking wrestling observer best technical wrestler award was named after him um and then him having the main event run in WWE just sort of solidified that so i think gargano needs that too and where Champa comes into it is, I don't think Champa should have a main roster run because he said he won't and he said he'll retire because it'll fuck his neck up. I think he should literally just debut for like a three month run against Gargano, leading to a WrestleMania match, and then that'll be Champa's retirement match. Yeah. But that's my pitch. But I know this is a complete side tangent, but that's how I like, I don't think Champa should have a full main roster run. I think he's done enough damage. <laughs> And I'd be better off just seeing him like in NXT as like a player coach type role, and then just retire and not kill himself. Please, yeah. I don't fear for Gargano's neck as much. Okay, we have we have a whole rest of show to go through. Mm. So, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, I got excited. I know, I know. I, w- I would, I would like to see. I want to see. Oh, I'd like to see Gargano take the strap off. Cross. Me too. Not gonna happen. I know, but I would okay. like to see that. But then, next week, but here's the thing: Vince could just go oh, get him on the main roster, damn it! And then they're like, "Shit, we need to take the belt off Cross." Who? Who? And then it's just like, "Oh well, Gargano is probably the best choice for it." So, yeah. so next okay, we have we Frankie Monet versus the most porn star name I've ever heard oh, in my yeah. life, <laughs> Electra Lopez. 
It's Carmen Electra and Jennifer Lopez mixed together. That's yeah. definitely what that is. Um, this was fine. It was a squash match. I really like Frankie Monet though, but I've talked about that before. So. Yeah, just a nice glam slam. Just a nice, yeah. just easy win. Beth Phoenix creaming herself every time she uses a glam slam as well. That's <laughs> comedy gold. Mm. And then... I want, I want Frankie Monet to use a glam slam at the same time that Bronson Reed uses the tsunami, so that Barrett and Phoenix like simultaneously orgasm. <laughs> yes okay after that speaking of Bronson Reed there was a promo and you have uh, what was it Hit Row come through Top Dollar just comes in and says everybody's colossal until Colossus walks in the room mm. classic so, and then they're just like you're not even North American and then they just walk off that's racist you can't say that to people I know. Uh, when was have... the last time the Intercontinental Champion was Intercontinental? Actually, currently. We're not talking about that. Moving on. Um, Hit Row or versus Everest? Uh, this was cool. Dope squash. Mm. I really like Hit Row. I, re- I thought you said you didn't like Hit Row. No. I said I really like Hit Row. You were like, I, you need to hear my thoughts on Hit Row, and it's going to be a hot take. And I was like, shit, you must not like them, because they're pretty popular. I really like them. I think they're yeah. great. Yeah, I like Hero. You were you talking about this before? You were like, I think Isaiah can take some losses, and I was like, nope, he should be absolutely bulletproof until, whatever. Hmm. He is also taking the strap off Bronson, by the way. Yeah, he needs the building strap for sure. He needs it. Honestly, it could be Hit Row to take the belts off MSK. You think? Well, I, I'd like to see my hot potato thing. I'd like to see it be Champa, Thatcher, then The Way, then Hit Row. Because then you have Gargano putting over Top Dollar and Ashanti. But that's... Mm. Like, I don't mind passing around titles like that when it's, like, clearly in the service of building stars. And I feel like that would actually... I feel like beating Gargano for the tag belts would actually do more for Hit Row than beating MSK would. Yeah. That's just my... That's how my brain works. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Mercedes Martinez backstage. Mixed tag match against Zoya Lee and Boa. Cool. Um, says she doesn't play well with others. Zoya Lee attacks her. Boa appears. And then Jake Atlas comes out. Yay. I alluded to this earlier. It's and it's uh, our um, bi-monthly bully Jake Atlas before your push starts. That's annoying because I like Jake Atlas. I love his but- uh, when he walks across the ropes and then just. Mm. Actually, speaking of bully superstar, where's Leon Ruff? <laughs> I don't know, but was he written? Was he written off TV by uh, Top Dollar's attack? Is that his thing? Because I guess he hasn't been on TV in weeks. You would think he would be annoyed about that. Mm. Maybe he's just like oh, I'm not bothered. I hope they don't release Leon Ruff. I love him. Um. We have. I one want. One. I, hold on one second. I want to see Leon Ruff versus Walter. <laughs> you just want to see a man's chest implode. Yes, I want to see Leon Ruff's chest come out the other side of him. His his ribs will cave in. One of my favorite spots is when he sold the black mass. Dude died. His <laughs> his soul left his body and then came back in. And that's another that's another example of how good Gargano has been on. Right. You know the way the thing is always like 
you judge a wrestler based on how good they can make other wrestlers look. That's why most people say Shawn Michaels is GOAT. Because yeah. he makes other wrestlers look good. Okay. In the last year alone, Gargano has elevated Damian Priest, Leon Ruff, Bronson Reed, Austin Theory. He's about to elevate Karrion Cross. Um, I'm probably missing some. Kushida. <laughs> Like, all of these guys' stock has improved after working Gargano. And that's in one year. Hmm. Sorry, I have to take Gargano's dick out of my mouth. But I'm tired. I know, you need to, st- you need to stop sucking. I'm tired of it being a hot take that Johnny Gargano is good. Like, rein him in a little bit. We don't need more TakeOver Toronto stuff. But, like, I'm, I don't want this to be a hot take. It I'm isn't. I'm about I, I like no, you, I don't think it's a hot take because I struggle. To, I still struggle to find people who don't like Gargano. Oh no, I find him very commonly. It's, it's, He's very you, divisive. I'm I'm in a lot of wrestling subreddits here. I just <laughs> well, see, you're in the wrestling subreddits that like NXT sure. sort of like spot fest type style. They like his style. A lot of people he like for people who don't like NXT style. Which, to be fair, I'm not a huge fan of, like, the go, 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 million miles an hour thing, right? Mm. He is the poster child for that style. Because he perfected it against Andrade. Then he worked a fucking incredible brawl with Champa. But those two tropes have since been, like, turned up to 11. And, like, it's gone too far. Yeah. Like, Gargano it's just hit that yeah, because of the standard he set in 2018. So now when they're trying to do it, it just becomes bloated and ridiculous and the false finishes don't work. Yeah. Anyway, on with the show. I don't think there's much of the show left, though. We're right on to Kushida already. Ooh, uh, yeah, th- I'm going to be watching this. I really want to watch this. This is, my, this is my type of wrestling. This is what I like to watch. You're going to laugh. Why? I fell asleep oh for this match. You rat fuck. D- All right, okay, to be fair. Right, where I it was, it, it was half, it was half two in the morning. Half two in the morning, I would fall asleep. I fell asleep during Taker and Brock at Mania Thirty, and I <laughs> woke up. The same. <laughs> and I woke up, and the streak was over. So I can't say shit to you about that. <laughs> to be fair, that, ma- that-, that match was fucking boring, though. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's the most v- interesting about. The most interesting thing about the match is the fact that Taker nearly died, and I didn't know it was. It's because you were younger. I was. I was a wee fourteen-year-old lad. Just got just off. Yeah. Of, I was in. I was on a trip in Paris, and I got. It was like a school trip, and I got off the plane, came home, chatted to my ma, then went in to watch WrestleMania Thirty. Yeah. Still, probably my favorite pay-per-view of all time. Anyway, onward. Oh yeah. Uh, what do you think? Of, oh, you fell asleep during the match, so you don't have an opinion. I I woke up just as O'Reilly was being dragged to the back. O'Reilly and Cole were being dragged to the back. Yeah, essentially. Which so, means I know, you know what who won, right? You know who won, right? No. Okay. I just, so O'Reilly won with a roll up, but not like a cheeky fluke one, like a pinning combination one. Oh yeah, Grant. Right. And, you know, they shook hands at the end, like, haha, good, uh, we'll go again someday. Uh, the general consensus was that the match was really good. Yeah, but they were, like, saving stuff for, like, a big, like, it wasn't, like, 
because they had a few best of the Super Juniors matches a couple of years ago that were more crazy, right? Yeah. And then Cole comes out, blindsides uh, O'Reilly. They brawl. And then... Samoa Joe comes out with his army of security, who I love how (laughs) Joe doesn't really do anything. It's just his presence all of a sudden turns the security guards into, like, killers, right? (laughs) Um, And then while Kushida's there in the ring, like, not my problem, uh, out comes Roddy. Roderick fucking strong. Mm -hmm. Hideki Suzuki, I believe his name is. And Uh... um, Tyler Rust. Tyler, to, yeah. to be fair, it's about as interesting as milk, but I'll get over it. Yeah, um, but we have Malcolm Bivens. Malcolm Bivens is a promo. Get me more of that. I love yeah. Malcolm Bivens. Okay, by the way, just um, uh, stares in the hard camera that says, This is the Diamond Man. Yeah, he's class. Uh, I want to see Diamond Man for the, versus the New Day just to see Malcolm Bivens versus Xavier Woods in a promo fight. Oh. <sighs> Stop for making me come. Oh no, not again. <laughs> it happens once, once a, a month. Once a month for you. Yeah. That's it. Uh, and I mean, actually, it's been a while because Osprey has been out, so you haven't had a chance to release yourself. Oh, so that's... shit. We need to talk about that. That's important. Shingo Takagi, a fucking Dragon Gate guy, beat Kazuchika Okada clean to become IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. What in the blue fucking bananas is happening? Uh, I'm so happy. Do I do I have to point out that I didn't watch this? No, I didn't watch it yet either, but I'm going to. Okay. Sure, you're the one with New Japan World. I am the one with New Japan World. Would you like my would you like my login? I, I would happily take it, but <laughs> Yeah. See, okay, so he has Sky Go. I have New Japan World. Because I subscribed to New Japan when they were good and then they got shit. And it's not my fault. Literally, like, the one the one good... The two good things in New Japan still. No, three. Ishii, uh, yeah. Takagi, and yeah. Tanahashi. Yeah. They're, the only, they're, like, the only three things that I haven't seen anybody criticize. Like, I like Okada, no. but he has his problems. I like Jeff Cobb, but he has his problems. You know? But no one says anything bad about Tanahashi. Who's one of my like top five favorite wrestlers of all time? <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So your thoughts on the diamond mine, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, I'm surprised. I would have liked to see Parker Bordeaux with it because they oh, don't know. God. No, because the whole thing leading up to this it was meant to be all hard hitting MMA type shit, wasn't it? Not well. That's no. That's look at the promos. Into it. Yeah, look I saw the, the promos. It's just like athletes, man. They're all athletes. It was showing like fucking MMA cages and Superman punches and yeah, but I took it more of like a shoot fighter sort of like so Minoru Suzuki, Josh Barnett, Bloodsport type gimmicks mm. as opposed to I think Parker Bordeaux should debut on the main roster like Brock did, where he just folds jobbers and then leaves. I don't think well maybe NXT, but like everyone got really excited and they started reading too much into it. And apparently this has been in the works for months. Like, they decided the lineup before they broke up Undisputed Era, right? Yeah. Uh, um, I like it. Now, apparently, uh, WWE plan on putting an increased focus on their cruiserweight division. And the I've Diamond, heard about that. And the Diamond... Oh, this only came out, this news story broke, like, just after NXT aired. And apparently the Diamond Mine is a 
major way that they're going to do that. So, yeah. and like if you look didn't at didn't Malcolm hamstrung the Grizzly title? Uh, he held it in front of him and then dropped it on Kushida's body. Ah. So, my thing is, none of the performers in this stable are young guys. Hideki Suzuki is like a Japanese, like, not a legend, but he's like, he's been around. He's done like... Yeah. Uh, important stuff. Actually, I went to watch him versus Go Shizaki today, only to find out it's a 45 minute match. I went to a non finish, and I was like, ah, "I'm good, thanks." <laughs> um, or maybe it was, but someone, someone in the YouTube comments was like, "Yeah, can't wait to see this in a few years or like a proper conclusion." And I was like, "Oh, thanks. I'm not watching this now." Um, but dude's a beast. He's like, um, he's a built. He's built like Shingo, but bigger. Like you're not putting him in junior. You know what I mean? Like he's a big fucking guy. Mm. Um. And I'm excited to see him. He's like a Japanese Walter, is how I can put it. Mm. And then Tyler Rust looks like if Stuart Little fucked milk, but I'll get over it. I just... I if Stuart Little fucked milk. Look at Tyler Rust's face. I don't know I don't know what it is about him. I just don't like how he looks. He makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah, he looks like a drowned rat. He just looks. I don't, I'm not being mean. I am being mean, but I like. He's a good wrestler, but he's just like. What? But he's like a proper journeyman. He's been around the Indies since like 2002. Like he's getting up there. He's like 36, 37. Uh, Roddy's obviously like pretty old as well. I don't. This is not like a stable where it's like to build future stars like in the stable. I think yeah. they're designed to like get focus, like sort of be like the the main boss of the cruiserweight division. And also, getting to see Roddy lead a stable, I'm very happy about. Yeah. yeah uh, like, I'm a huge Roderick Strong fan. I think he's fantastic. So, I'm very happy about this. Doesn't feel too long ago where he was only joining Undisputed Era. Oh, oh that's so long. Three years ago. That still doesn't one of my feel favorite. like three years. I know. Still one of my favorite heel turns in WWE history as well. Like, I know it's underrated, like, but like, that's turn so good. Turn on Dolan, wasn't it? Yeah, that was so good. I'd say you cried. I cheered. I know I wasn't too keen on him until after he was in Undisputed Era. I loved him. I always loved Roddy. To be fair, though, right? My I remember my fantasy booking plan back then was for Dawn and Strong to win the tag titles, and then Strong would win the cruiserweight title, and then Dawn would win the North American title, and they would have like all the gold, but they still didn't like each other. And they would argue over who the better champion was. I this is where the AG... North American title wasn't even a thing. It was. It was debuted on that show and was won by Cole. Ah. Mm. But yeah, that's where my brain was in 2018. But yeah, so that's pretty much it for the show, right? Yep. Sorry, I, I have so many tangents, but I have all these thoughts. I need to share. Oh, jeez. But... If people if people listen to this are like, oh my god, Rory is recording himself. He likes the sound of his own voice. It's like, no, I do this in person. Yeah. It doesn't stop ever. As soon I as, put up with it. As soon as we walked into college the first day and this cunt had an NXT mask on, I was like, mine. <laughs> I am his I am his property. I'm going to ignore this man forever. <laughs> and that is nearly a year ago now. Yeah, that's fucking bananas, isn't it? Mm. A year ago. And of course me and Owen's not doing the same course as me next year. So we get a bit of peace, but I know, it's great. Did you get back? Did you get the Bally thing back? The witch. 
like did you get in this is probably not a podcast chat but it's okay yeah no no we'll we'll wrap it up wait did you not get in or is it not a podcast chat yeah no it's not a podcast chat okay right well we'll finish on that uh so we'll do our hell in a cell thing i haven't got to watch any dory in 2006 by the way oh i that's probably why my mental health is better i will try and i'm gonna watch because a lot of the hell in a cell matches i still have a good memory of how they go and all that i'll watch the ones i have never watched i'm rewatching all of them oh i'm just gonna rewatch ones i've never watched and then rewatch ones i have bad not bad memory of but just like a poor memory like you can't remember it yeah well yeah so like i'm not gonna rewatch lashley drew i only just fucking watched it like, but like that brings me up to about 25 odd matches i'll watch right okay i'm gonna watch about 47 <laughs> grand so do you know i've actually never watched uh seth fiend uh, to keep it that way just keep it that way because i read the results the next day and i was like is this like I've never been more stunned at a finish in my entire life. Rory, do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Keep it that way. Okay. I, I don't know. But how can I be a proper journalist critic if I don't watch it? Undertaker, big, ma- big boss man, is better than it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I'm just going to get really stoned and watch it. Yeah, like. I, I don't think Rory knows how much I hated that WrestleMania match with Big Undertaker, Big Boss Man. Why? It happened before you were born. Why do you have like a passionate hatred for it? Because I'm able to go back and watch these things because of the WWE Network. Yeah, like I can go back and watch stuff, right? Oh, well, I was going to say I don't have a passionate like hate. So like, because I only really hate stuff that's like current because it's like, I feel like you know i'm in it right when i look back at terror like i don't hate like the invasion because i didn't care i was one it's not my problem yeah. i was watching then i probably would have but look like when i look back and i watch 2006 and i look at viscera and i'm like i so would have hated him <laughs> like i really would have i do now but because r.i.p viscera he's dead in real life so i feel kind of mean but like you know r.i.p Oh, yeah, Jesus. I'm sorry, man. Like, I feel bad, but this is the worst thing that ever happened to professional wrestling. <laughs> Just think, if he wasn't a wrestler, he might not have died, and I wouldn't have had to watch him hump Shelton Benjamin. So, but everybody, everybody wins. I was going to say this is the worst thing in professional wrestling when Mae Young gave birth to a hand. That's funny. No, that was terrible. And then it got paid off on Raw 1000 when the hand came and he was grown up. That's the best joke okay, in WWE okay, history. Okay. <laughs> That's the best joke in WWE history. Bar none. That's incredible. Some genius was like, hits blunt. Yo, what if Mae Young's hand baby comes back as a grown up and everyone else in the room went, fuck yeah. That's actual comedy. Yeah, that's good. If they didn't do that, I'd be inclined to agree. But even then, I like absurdist humor. Like, Mae Young giving birth to a hand is fucking funny. It's like, that's, funny. It, it's, that's absurd. Like, so, like, the Katie Vick thing is, like, terrible, crass, horrible comedy. The Mae Young hand thing is just mental. And, like, that's what makes me laugh. Like, that's my sense of humor. But I, I'm weird. I like absurdist comedy. 
So I saw Mae Young's uh, hand, when Mae Young's hand child made an appearance at Hell in the Cell in the Drew Bobby match. Did he? Yeah. Oh, that was something about someone's hand yeah. under the ring passing yeah, through a weapon or something. No, they were trying to take away a crash map, apparently. Ah. No, his hand was big. He was a full-sized hand. I know, I know. I know, he I'm being facetious. The, he had the costume on at Warren, as I remember. I want to see him come to AW. <laughs> Why? He's going to be repackaged as a giant foot now, is he? No, he's Mark Henry's son. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. That was who birthed the hand with May. I know, but... So he has to come to AEW and join his dad on commentary and be like, and the whole commentary team just play it dead straight. Like father, like son, they say, oh, have you ever considered taking after your father's footsteps? You know, you do the world's strongest slam very effectively considering you're a giant hand. Like, <laughs> that to me is just peak comedy. Mm. It's like that episode of Saturday Morning Slam where Daniel Bryan was obsessed with bears. Right. And on that note, I think we will wrap up. I love that bombshell. I love how these finish at the end of the show and then there's like this weird epilogue where people have stopped and we just say the most but the most insane shit. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for having me as per usual. Um, um I don't think he's want me anyway, so <laughs> um ah well they they listen for you. I'm just here for the the ride. You're I the smart you're the smart. I I am I am I really? You are, you are. Uh, I try not to be, but like no, sometimes. No, no. You are, you are. You like Osprey. You're the smarkier one. No, I just like more entertaining matches. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Sure. <laughs> you know, you like you like blacklisting women from wrestling promotions because they accuse your mate of sexual assault. What? <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> mm. Right. Okay. You can't, be, you can't be throwing me under the bus like that. Uh, no, that's pretty rough. Okay. Um, right, yeah. Talk, talk to you later, pal. And talk bye to you later, audience people of about six. Bye. Bye-bye.